Welcome back to the Chicago Tomahawk. I'm Mike and I've got my line mate Matt with me. And today we're going to talk about the Blackhawks. They dropped another one to the Islanders recently and maybe some a little, a little bit of NHL news. But to get into that Islanders game, uh, Marc-Andre Fleury started, and I want to say that I absolutely uh, really like his helmet now. I like how he's got that rose gold grill uh, on that red helmet, man. I think that really, really looks sharp, Matt. What do you think of that? Yeah, nothing will ever beat Eddie the Eagle's helmet. But no, no, no. Sweet. I mean, I, th- that goes without saying. Absolutely. It does. It 100%. Does but I, I really like it. We need to get some wins. We yeah. need to get some wins. We do. And I'll tell you what, man, the Hawks put together a really strong game between that first and second period. They were hitting. They seemed to be on the same page. But the puck wasn't uh, was not going into the into the net, man. Sorokin was, to be honest with you. Very good. Excellent. He was excellent that game. And you can't really put the fault on the Blackhawks because Sorokin was lights out, dude, the entire game. And then the the third period came and the Hawks held them off on the power play, but uh, on the on the on the PK they did not score on the power play. But the 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 floodgates opened for some reason. There was some botched communication, and before you knew it, the game was four to nothing. I and it, it was completely demoralizing, and another loss for the Blackhawks. That and the fan base calling for Jeremy Colladin's job. We'll get to that in a second. But um, you can't really put the fault on the players, to be honest with you, because. The uh, Sorokin was just lights out. Yeah, 39 saves. Uh, he was good. And then they got this kid, uh, I believe it's Wallstrom. He he was just, uh, he had eight shots that game, and he had two goals. Uh, that team, is the Islanders looked like the Islanders. Like yeah, the they team did. that I, I picked to win the Stanley Cup. They're just, their depth, they got good players. I, I, th- I seen Barzell skating circles around some guys. He's going to be good. I think he uh, he didn't get any points, but he definitely was all over the place. He was all over the place, but I didn't see him as the dynamic player that I typically see him as. You know, like I was like, yeah, this guy's fast, but I I didn't see much out of him that day. I will tell you that uh, Cal Clutterbuck played a really really good game, uh, and uh, so did uh, what Matt Martin hit. That, Mike that fourth Har- line is great. It is. So, yeah. he, he had a he had a pretty vicious hit on Mike Hardman and put him into the boards. Uh, Mike Hardman has a head laceration that's that's got him sidelined for right now. But right afterwards, Juju Kyra uh, came out and stuck up for his teammate, and it's something that I've they've been doing all year. I love it. They haven't been doing it the past couple years. It's when guys are 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 getting hit questionably. Teammates are there to back them up and let other guys know that you can't do that shit. And you know what, man, I I, I really like that. And really quickly, I want to uh, I want to do a, a couple shout outs to Doris LeBeau and and her mother Judy Myers that are uh, Blackhawks fans. Uh, I just wanted to give them a quick shout out in the, in the middle of, uh, of of the podcast, and we can get right back to it, man. You know we have we have fans everywhere, and I think that. To let everybody know that me and Matt are, are very appreciative of, of the of the support from from every from from everyone and from everywhere. You know, we get messages from from all over Twitter, from all over all over the United States. Uh, we got some fans in Japan. We've got some fans in Australia. We have got some fans in in Canada. We're actually growing in Canada, which is great because it's like you know hockey country out there so uh anyways we'd like to i'd like to thank everybody for listening and because we're doing really really great right now we hit the 1000 downloads for the last month 
yesterday. I think we hit 1019, which is the most we've ever had. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening. Thank you. And we're going to get right back into it. So, Hawks, uh, they lost. A lot of people are upset. What is going on with the coaching situation? Is now the time to let this coach go, man? Is it, you know, four, th- four games in, they're three, they're oh three and one, and they haven't won a game yet. Yeah, well, like I said, uh, when Savvy was fired before Coach Q came in, he was given four games, and I think the Hawks were like maybe one, two, and one or something. Mm. And that's not something that you, you know, you fire a coach over, but they did. I mean, it worked out. We ended up getting our three cups, but this team, we, we what are we, 0 4 and 1, I believe? 0 3 and 1 right now. Yeah, and it could be 0-4-1 after tonight if they don't get it together. But I think you got to do something early, man, because if we if we wait too long, you're playing catch-up. And these other, everybody's winning, it seems like, except for the Hawks and the Habs. Well, you know, the, the Islanders won their first game yet uh, the other day on Tuesday against the Hawks. So yeah, we're not the they, only they guys actually did drop a game in OT tonight against the Jackets, the surprising Blue Jackets. Wow. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Patrick Liney with another, another overtime winner. But uh, getting back. Yeah, I think I think if you're going to do something, now's the time. If you Bowman built the team to be better. Than it was last year, and I think he's expecting a playoff push here. And the way we're playing, we haven't even won a period yet. So we we gotta we gotta buckle down. We gotta get someone to. I've been hearing Mark Crawford might take over, which yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I, I could see it happening, but it, it's it's got to be the same thing. I mean, he's on the bench with this guy. What he can easily give some input in, but I. I like like we talked about before, I think a defensive-minded coach would be the right thing to do. I've also heard rumors of Quinn, the Team USA coach for the Olympics. Really? And I also heard that because, you know, Bowman is the GM of that team, you know, and he's building a team with this guy, and he could say, hey, why don't you come coach the Hawks for me? But I, I've heard that. I'm not sure. We'd, we'd have to ask the boys from the... Uh, 30 on Broadway about him because I don't think they liked him either. I think they're very happy with Gerard Gallant. I wouldn't blame him. He's a good coach. He's, you know, he's won pretty much everywhere he's gone. I mean, he hasn't won a cup, but he knows how to get a win, winning uh, team going. But, you know, you got to see a list of who's available. I know Bruce Boudreaux has been available for a while. He, But, you know, I think that would, he's too, he's offensive minded too. I don't think that would really help us. But uh, what are your thoughts? You know what? With Mark Crawford, he's won a cup. And I'll tell you what, man, he won a cup with a with the Colorado Avalanche team that went against a really, really tough Red Wings team. I'm talking about yeah. one of the toughest teams probably ever assembled in the NHL in NHL's history. Steve Eiserman in his prime, Sergei Fedorov tearing it up, man. Yeah. I mean, Three we're talking about yeah. we're talking about heavy heavy hitters that were in this league some of the best players to ever play chris osgood was was the backup at the time mike vernon you know that that red wings team was absolutely incredible that amir konstantinov brandon shanahan you know 
Well, it just keeps going. Uh, every yeah. guy that I just named is in the Hall of Fame, you know. Darren and he, McCarty. And Darren was McCarty their, was, was an animal. Line guy, and he was scoring highlight real goals. He was, and yeah. he was he was putting the hurting on guys too, uh, you know. So he knows how to lead a team to to a championship. I think that he, in his experience, I think that he knows what's wrong with the Blackhawks. It's not his team to make the changes. And he can't really do that yet. But if he were to be the head coach, you know, hey, man, why not? He's a, he's a cup-winning coach. He's, he's been around the guys. The guys already know him, you know, so he could rally the guys. Um, I know well, that— look at his roster, too, though. I mean, we, we said the Detroit's roster was good, but his roster was pretty damn good, well, too. Well, Peter I mean, Forsberg, Joe Sackick. Patrick Waugh, Patrick Waugh. two-time Stanley Cup champion with the Habs. And- yeah. I mean, you got Adam Foote. Yeah, I think they had Rob Blake that year, too. They did. They also yeah. had the best agitator of all time in, uh, Claude, in Claude Lemieux. Lemieux. Yeah, oh, the, the, those were some wars. I, I remember Curtis Lashishin. I remember Mike Rieke. Mark Rieke, yeah. He was another this, great agitator. Oh, God, he's an ugly mother, but he, <laughs> he was a good hockey player. But that, yeah. I watched a game. I'll never forget it. I was, I, I, I might've been 10 years old. If it was 96, correct? I think I was about 10 years yeah. old. I remember going to my dad's friend's house. We were watching it on ESPN and I see Mike Vernon drop the gloves. Patrick Watt at the red line already taunting him. Like, get over here. Let's go. It was just an absolute line brawl. Incredible. Huge rivalry. I mean, there's a great video on YouTube. You can watch this. The guy did an excellent job on it. Like, I think they called it the snowball effect. With one hit that Claude Lemieux, that dirty hit, I believe it was on, uh, was it on Chris Draper? Yes, it was on Chris Draper. Yeah. And that just started World War III. And it was a great rivalry to the, it, it still is, honestly. They still have bad blood. I mean, it, obviously, these players have retired and, but, they, I bet if they, if they had a 30 for 30 on it, I would, oh, I couldn't wait to see that. I would watch that, the the debut of that. The cool thing is, is that they, they ran it back the next season, too. The Red Wings won the next season, but they, they, they brawled again the next season, and Chris Osgood fought Raw. Fought raw. Yeah. <laughs> I know uh, I, Darren McCarty has a podcast that's really good. He, he was saying I was picking my right time to get Claude Lemieux back, and I think he ended up getting him in the third or fourth game they met. And I just remember Darren McCarty having a great playoff series. I mean, he was skating through these guys and he looked like Peter Forsberg out there on some of the moves. I remember him skating through guys and scoring goals. And then on the very next shift, just putting guys into the third row. He was a great fourth line player. He's a red wing legend. Yeah, he, he is. really is. But actually, back to the task at hand, you know, the coaching situation for the Chicago Blackhawks. I know that you really want John Tortorella. I, I, I think that he could definitely help with our defensive woes. Is he willing to, to take the job? I don't know. You know, Mark Crawford just seems like more of a cleaner, a, a more of a cleaner entrance for a coach than, you know, bringing a brand new guy in with an already established. I would fire all three of them. Really? Yeah, you you got to start from scratch. You you don't want anything that has Colleton on it. Right, right in the you middle know? of the season, though. Yeah, and you know yeah. what, Colleton didn't even really name his coaching staff. Didn't uh, Bowman no. do that? No, Bowman did, and I think Crawford was probably brought here to be that next guy in case it got like this. Right, because I think Bowman still wants this style of play as well. But if you brought in a guy like Tortorella, these players, to be honest, they would. They would be scared shitless. I, I really believe that. I think these guys, oh, this guy's tough. You know, this guy, 
He doesn't put up with any crap. I got to bring my A game every night. Do you remember when he came to Columbus? That team was absolute yeah, trash. Yeah, they were. They, they were. were trash. New York, the Rangers were trash yeah, at they the were. time, and he fixed them. I know it didn't work out in Vancouver for him, but a lot of players, they they like him. Like, they say he's tough. He's tough. Yeah, he's tough. But then once you get on his, you get on the right style with him, he's an awesome coach to be around, and they, they like playing for him. But I think he still would be the coach if it wasn't for Patrick Laine in Columbus. Really? Because, yes, I think that team needed a superstar, like a sniper, and they got it. And when your coach is benching the guy that you just brought over and you gave up a good piece to get, that's not good. So I think he wasn't fired, but I they, they parted ways. I think Torch saw the writing on the wall like, hey, I guess it's not working here, and they're going to go with this. They're going to go with this uh, young superstar, and he, he can't play under my system. And yeah. I know he's with ESPN now. It's a safe job. I, I I would love to listen. I I want to hear his analysts on game. I want to hear his non BS stuff, kind of like how we do. You know, we don't. We're not going to be like uh, what's his name, Patrick Boyle, Peter Boyle, or whatever his name is. Oh, Pat Boyle. Pat Boyle, like oh, the Blackhawks look good in this. And uh, come on, man, we just lost five to one. There was nothing good about tonight. <laughs> come on. But I Torts is like that. But getting back to coaching the Hawks, I, I've read an article last year of him he was complimenting the United center fans. He's like, it's a damn shame that that building is empty right now because of the, the pandemic and stuff. He goes, this place, I, I get the chills and I'm going to wait coach when they're doing that anthem. It's amazing. So I think he, he sees it. It's an awesome place to, to coach coach Q will say the same thing, but Tortorella, if he came here, He's got good pieces already. He knows Patrick Kane. He's been on the Olympic team with him. He loves Patrick Kane. And he'll let Kaner be Kaner. He's not going to... Maybe Kaner's numbers will go down a little bit, but the team defense as a whole will be better. We, I guarantee you the numbers, the goals against and the shots will go down as soon as he came here. I guarantee it. Hmm. Well, it's interesting. We'll have to see what happens. Let's move on to some NHL news, though. You know, we've got... I was watching the Flyers game yesterday with, with the Bruins, and that was a pretty close game. Uh, what's his name? Taylor Hall had a goal in that one. Real pretty nice one. I think it was his first goal of the season. It was a really close game, and then when the fourth period came around, it was it was actually the same story. It just got away from them. The next thing I know, I think they lost 5-2 to two or 6-3 yeah. to three or something like that. Cam, Cam Atkinson, man, he has been a hell of a pickup for the Flyers. He is, I got him on my fantasy team, and he's been one of my best players so far. He had a great, he had a great goal yesterday. He had two of them. I, I can't believe that the Islanders let this guy, or not the Islanders, I'm sorry, the Blue Jackets let this guy go because yeah. he loved that. He loves that team, loves the city, and they traded him for uh, Voracek and. I just, I don't see it, man. I know it's working out right now for both teams. They're both winning right now. But I just, I'm never going to understand that trade. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. It was kind of the same thing with the Victor Arvidsson thing. I didn't, I didn't see why these two guys were, who I thought were, were, um, were organization mainstays for these teams that got traded away to, to other teams. Well, that that was uh, what is his stinking name? Arvidsson? David Pulley, the GM of uh, oh of the Predators. Pulley, yeah, 
Yeah, he's a great GM, knows his stuff. He says, you know what? He, I want. He protected a guy, a younger guy, and he said he didn't have any protection for Arvison. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to trade him and get something for him instead of losing him for nothing. That was his. That was his excuse, or that was his reasoning. But I, I know L.A., they've been good, man. I mean, Kopitar's been on fire, and Arvison's fitting right in on that team as well. He's probably on fire because, you know, moving on to, the, you know, to Los know. Angeles, um, because he's been having some of the responsibility taken off of his shoulders, which I hope kind of happens with, with Jonathan Taves and, yep. and, and, uh, Taylor, and Tyler Johnson. You know, I, I think Tyler Johnson could take some of that burden off of Taves. And I, actually, if you really well, think about did. it, Tyler Johnson, Tyler yeah. Johnson, and and Borgstrom can take some of that, uh, some of that weight off of him because Borgstrom's been playing pretty well. He's been uh, passing the puck pretty well, and he's been winning his winning some faceoffs. Well, that's what Tyler Johnson did in Tampa. They right. didn't have any room for him in that top six anymore. They. Cooper said, "Hey, I got to put you down here," and he did great. He he was scoring goals too. I think he was on the third or fourth line at times. He was kind of flipping, mm-hmm. but he played that role great. And he that's that's great. We know he can do it. They they should let him do it. Let Taser be Taser and get. Hopefully, he can get back on track. I know he hasn't put any points up yet. We we know he's a slow starter, but uh, once he gets going, he'll get going, and it it's good. Yeah, and, and you know, take into consideration he hasn't played in like four hundred days. Yeah, you know, he's coming tough. right back in, man, and he's he's winning faceoffs, which is really huge for us, and he's contributing. Yeah, he he wins faceoffs. Is a, he's on the uh, penalty kill, power play. He's he's still doing fine. He, we just once you get that first one, it, it's going to get easier. He's out there killing one right now. Oh, yep. Hey, we're three one Vancouver. Two to uh, one. Yeah, you got the delay there, buddy. <laughs> oh, they scored on this power play here? Yeah, and you know what? Jake McCabe made a great play, oh. great block shot, and you know what? It just, it sucks. It's a five-on-three. That's what's is killing us, man. We The goaltending has been good. I thought Lincoln has been moving post-to-post post very well. And Yeah, did you see that? That was Jones right there, man. Which... Yeah, Seth Jones missed. Yeah. But... Yeah, three to one. One minute left in the second. You never want to give up a goal with about a minute left in a period or a beginning of the period, and the Hawks do that a lot. And then you got to go in the locker room thinking all about it. He shouldn't have been playing the body. He should have been playing the puck right there. Yeah, if they're chasing the puck, it's uh, five on three, and Lincoln just made a huge save. But uh, yeah, getting back to uh, what we were talking about, Taser. Yeah, I think they. Uh, I'd actually like to see Taser maybe move down to the third line and let him worry about, you know, playing against these top guys for a while, and maybe the goals will come that way. Yeah. Yeah, that might be a good idea. And then just move up, what is it, Doc, to the second line? Him and Hagel and uh, and what? You know, man, they've really been mixing up the lines, though, so I'm kind of losing track on who's playing with who. Well, yeah, he's but, got no choice. He's got to find something that gets him going. And yeah, and Doc's been working. playing pretty well. Yeah, Kirby's been good, man. That, that pass he made against the Islanders, uh, the last minute of the game, that no-look backhand pass. Yeah. that Dude, that was beautiful. It Absolutely was. Absolutely beautiful. That's just pure skill right there. That's him. You know, that's his yeah. type of game. I love it. Yeah. You know, I was really surprised by that Debrinket Borgstrom um, that that combination that they had in the last game during yeah. the versus the Islanders, I thought they played really well together. 
Yeah, I thought so too. I thought they were uh, Kirby Doc. I think can play with anybody, and he'll make them better. But uh, I'd like to see him play with Kaner more. I really would. Yeah. I, I think that's just too much skill to contain if you're the other team. You know. Yeah. So what's going on with the Ducks, man? Have you? I haven't. I haven't really. I haven't really looked at anything uh, going on with them recently. I've. Um, I was, the last I've, I heard, Gibson got hurt, but he ended up coming back, and um, they, they've been pretty good actually under the radar. They're uh, they're losing tonight, three to one against the Jets, but they're a rebuilding team. No one's really expecting anything from them, but the 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 veteran defensemen like Cam Fowler and Shattenkirk are actually having good good starts to their season there i think they're both like three or four points a piece which is pretty damn good for shattenkirk's kind of up there now and, yeah he uh, is definitely you know they got ryan getzloff leading these guys it's a great guy to kind of follow and learn from if you're a young forward up there and uh, i think they're going to be pretty good i i do I give them a couple years they got some really good young guys and I think they have McTavish, uh, who was their draft pick, and I'm not. I think he might be hurt, but he uh, he's had a great start too. I, I think it's actually Craig McTavish's son. I want to say. Really? I, I think so. Does he wear a helmet? He has to. <laughs> Anavisor. <laughs> I'm yeah. joking. I'm joking. I think McTavish was the last guy in the NHL to play without he wearing was a helmet. Great faceoff man too. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I think he won the cup with the Rangers. What was that? Ninety four. He won the last face-off of that uh, to win the uh, Stanley Cup that year. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure it was him. So Brady Kachuk made his debut tonight, but it got spoiled. They lost tonight. I believe they played the Sharks. Sharks yeah. They played the Sharks. They lost. Hey, do you know if he, if he's is he wearing the C? He had an A on. Oh, okay. No, yeah, oh, that's would, that's. Who's you know there? What? Who's on their way uh, home? They were talking about that. The guys from NHL uh, tonight. They were saying. Uh, is Brady gonna? Can, they're like, can you imagine if he comes out with a C on? Because he was kind of firing up the crowd in a, a little clip before the game, and uh, you know, he'll be. I think he's gonna be the future captain. He he looked pretty good for missing, you know, a couple weeks of uh, gameplay. You know, he didn't have any preseason, or you know, he missed the first couple games of the season, but he looked pretty good. Getting a point in your first game is always a, a good thing too. Well, the, he was skating in Michigan with uh, with who, Hughes, Quinn yeah, Hughes, right, yeah, Quinn Hughes and Elias uh, Peterson. Yeah, they and um, I think he, who was running it was it Quinn Hughes's. Yeah, dad? it was just Quinn Hughes's dad. Yeah, he was running. Yeah, he's got a lot of kids in the NHL, so he's doing something right. Yeah, he is, yeah. and he's got some very talented kids in the NHL. Well, speaking of his other kid, he uh, has a separated shoulder. Yeah, dislocated uh, shoulder. Does, yeah. Dislocated. He's got, what did he have, three points in two games to start yeah, the season? He had a big goal against the Hawks. Yeah, to, he did. To put us away. Yeah. He, he, you know what? Last year he had a better, good bounce back season. And, you know, he was on his on his way having the same season and uh, this little injury. He'll be back, though. It shouldn't be that long, I don't think. Well, hopefully not because yeah, he looked really good. Uh, yeah, pro- probably the best that I've seen him. Since uh, this is the best I've ever seen him to be, to be honest with you, because I think that he's just been undersized coming into the NHL at, at such a young age. Yeah. But I think that he's grown, he's grown into the game. Maybe the game is slowing down for him a little bit, but he he looked really, really good. We know who's been looking good is um, 
Sergei Bobrowski, he he won another game tonight against the Avalanche, which I thought could have it could easily be a Stanley Cup final preview. Coach Q has got these guys, man, lights out. They're playing great. Spencer Knight was in the other night against Tampa. He looked great. He looked like he's been in the league for about six years, steady. Right. And uh, they beat Colorado tonight, four to one. And that Sam Bennett they got from Calgary, a trade last year, he has just been just tearing it up. I think he, I think he had a hat trick two games ago. And he got, he got another goal tonight. Uh, Bob's, I think Bob is three and zero. Yeah, and I believe he's Spencer got third. Spencer Knight is one and zero. Yeah, right. But they're, they're looking good, man. They made a statement against Tampa, like, hey, move over, it's our turn. And yeah, they did. They're, they're looking good, man. And well, Colorado, it's kind of concerning. They're like, I think they're one and four now. Their only win was against the Blackhawks. <laughs> so, I mean, I know McKinnon was out f- with the COVID for a while, but yeah, I, it's something to be concerned about. But I, it's still, it's still pretty early. I, I think yeah. they're going to be okay. Well, great, man. You know, I think this has been a good podcast. To be honest with you. Um, once again, I'd like to thank everybody that has been listening to us. We're, we're incredibly appreciative. Do us a favor. If this is your first time, hit the subscribe button in your podcast app. And uh, so that way you don't miss out on future podcasts that we release. And send us a message so that we can uh, so we can give you a shout out or, you know, just talk some hockey because we love talking hockey. But uh, that's all that we got for you guys tonight. This is the Tomahawk. We're out of here.